My beloved in Jesus Christ our Lord. There is, you know, a couple weeks ago we heard in the gospel, Jesus was, was with his disciples, and, and John, the apostle John, asked, tells Jesus there was a, a, a group that's casting out demons in your name. Should we go reprimand them? And Jesus says, if they're not against us, they're for us. They're not against us, they're for us. This clear distinction, you're either with them or without them. No middle line, either with or without them. And we hear that in our gospel today. In our gospel from Luke, this encounter is uh, carried also in Matthew and Mark. So it's in the synoptics. And all three of them start with the same way. Jesus is in a boat. A great arises. He's sleeping in the back, which as a, a sailboat racer, I've been out in heavy storms. I can't imagine him sleeping, but that is a man who's confident that nothing's going to happen. The, the fishermen who are seasoned, in their experience, were doomed. Go back to tell Jesus, aren't you concerned we're perishing here? Jesus stops the storm immediately. And they cry out, who is this that the wind and the seas obey him? Then from there, they get to the shore that we heard today in the gospel. And they're met by a demon, possessed by a demon, or legions, because there were many. And Jesus expels the demon. We see here that Jesus, the Word of God, is manifesting His divinity, the power of His divinity through His humanity, through the material world, by calming the storm. That He has dominion over the material world. Then when He gets to the shore, we see the Word of God manifesting His divine power in His flesh by casting out the demons, showing that He has power and dominion over the immaterial world, over the neotic world. Now Mark and Matthew also have another account that takes later on, takes place later on in Jesus' ministry. And it follows the same mold, same model. This time, Jesus had told the disciples, get in your boat and cross the other side. I'm going to stay and dismiss the crowds. A great storm arises. The fishermen are struggling. Jesus starts walking on the water to them. They cry out, it's a ghost. Peter gets out to try to walk in the water and starts to sink. Jesus grabs his hand, brings him into the boat, he gets into the boat himself, and the storm ceases. The Word of God is manifesting His divine power through His flesh, and the Word of God in Jesus, that He has power over the material world. He has dominion over it all. Matthew and Mark continue in their record, that they get to the other side, and Jesus again is met by a demon, and he casts the demon out. Again, we see the power of God, 
His divinity, power of His divinity being manifest through His humanity in Jesus. And He casts out the demon, showing He has power and dominion over the immaterial world, over the neotic world. But then, this is where the story we heard this morning, and its association with the other two synoptic Gospels, and the last two that Matthew and Mark have, differ. In today's Gospel... We hear at the end that the villagers come out to see this man that had been possessed, cured, their swine floating in the lake, and they tell Jesus, leave. They tell the Word of God, the one that created them, the one that created the whole universe, the one who had power over the, li- over the living and the dead, the one that had power over the material and immaterial world, to leave. But in the next episode that happens later on, it's recorded by Matthew and Mark, there the people say, join us. They welcome him. You're either with me or against me. When we live in our lives, we are going to have storms. Things that happen in the material world around us, our health or job, or whatever it is, relationships. And we have to ask ourselves, because Christ tries to manifest, desires to manifest His presence to us to bring out the calm in our life, we have to ask ourselves, am I inviting Him in, or am I telling Him to leave by my thoughts and my words and my actions in those situations? When we find ourselves possessed by the demons of our passions, and there are many many heads that they have, Christ comes to try to bring about our release, our deliverance from those passions. But do we welcome Him in and welcome His help, or do we shun Him and ask Him to leave? By allowing ourselves to linger on those passions, by allowing ourselves to play a little longer with them. And the most of the time when we push away, it's because of our pride or our own self-absorption. We're caught up with our own self. And we don't see Christ in our lives because we can't see beyond the tip of our nose. Which camp are we in? All you have to go is 24 hours back in your life and look through the moments of that day and find out, did I allow him in this situation or that situation to come? Did I welcome him? Or did I ask him to leave? By my actions or lack of actions, words or lack of words. Our God has power over the material world and has power over the immaterial world. And he's tried to express this to us by the, what he had the disciples record, the evangelists record in the Gospels, so that we might have faith in him. If we want to find peace and joy in our lives, despite the storms that rage, because we're all going to have storms. Life is just a cycle of storms, and little storms, big storms. We have them. They come and they go. 
But when they start, when they come, it's the only thing we can think about. If we want peace, if we want that calm, if we want the winds to, wind to die down, the waters to flatten out, we have to welcome him. And that word is called trust, and we have to take him at his word. We have to take him at the word, as the word of God was recorded in the scriptures. I, he has power over all. To fill ourselves with anxieties and fears of the what-ifs is to push him away because you don't trust him. You have a trust issue with your God because he is not doing it the way you think it should be done. As quickly as you think it should be done. In the manner you deem fit. Forgetting that he has the plan, the ultimate plan and will work within every one of us in our free will. Jesus expressed and manifested His divine power in the flesh. And we have an attribute of that divine power in our own lives. A gift, as the fathers say, that is the image of God that we have been given, and that is free will. And of all the power that God has upon the earth, in the material, in the cosmos, the material, in the immaterial world, the one thing, the one thing He will not touch, He won't touch it, is your free will. He'll encourage, He'll through people and places and things to try to keep you on the right course because He knows what will bring about your sense of fulfillment bring about your ultimate meaning in life. But he won't touch it. Your decision is your decision. And he will honor and respect that. And that is quite a God, to be all-powerful and yet submit himself to such humility that he won't touch your free will. And it is our free will that determines what not we are going to welcome him, receive him in the storms of our lives, receive him into the demonic, uh, to cast out the demonic passions in our hearts, or to push him away. We heard in our gospel today the power of Jesus and who he is and what he has dominion over, which is everything. But the one thing he won't touch is our free will. And so people in the Gospels that we would hear about, some would follow and some would leave. The sayings are too hard for us. But he asked Peter, are you going to leave me too? And Peter says, where shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Your God is reaching out to you. Your God hungers for you because He knows how you will find your greatest fulfillment is in Him. He is willing to come to our aid in every situation of our lives, in the material and immaterial nature of it all. But that help, whether we receive it or not, is entirely up to us. Which group are you in? 
the group that welcomed Jesus into their homes or the group that told the word of God, the one that created them, to leave. 